News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're here with you till the top of the hour. Thank you so much for joining us here on our uh, Sunday show as we are here in September. With us, some great people. Uh, the First of all, Randy Rocky, he owns Swan Financial, does a great job of getting you approved to get to the closing table. And uh, they give you the best rates that I think you plan and better service than you might expect than other banks that mortgage companies. That's why I recommend them. And you can reach Swan Financial and Randy Rocky at 6450736. Also here, once you got to ready to be pre-approved for a house, you want to close it, you can go to Lee Harris and her group over at Limestone Title and Escrow. Lee is legal counsel over there. They also have great cookies at the closing. I can't stress those highly enough. You can reach Lee Anytime on her personal cell phone, really, this is her cell phone for any agent who are agents listening to us here in Louisville and Southern Indiana. Lee is a phenomenal source of information. Maybe not so much for Southern Indiana because you're not licensed in Southern Indiana, right? Yeah. I'm not. It's just be Louisville. So 649-7964. I'm Bob Sekuller. You can reach me if you're thinking of selling your home this year, next year, or beyond simple, easy peasy, as they say, all you got to do is give me a call. We can talk. I'll come out free, no obligation time to sit and talk about the process of what needs to be done. If there's anything that needs to happen with the house, we've got vendors that can help you. I can give you tips and tricks and help you get to the next level in life. You can reach me on my cell phone, 376-5483, or go to bobsellslouisville.com and just start filling out the the information as it pops up on your screen. A reminder coming up later on the show, power outage emergency, how to survive when the power goes out. My power was out twice last month in my neighborhood. So it's not something to, um, to, to laugh off on this thing. We go to the phones. And by the way, a rebroadcast of this show is available at louisvilleanswers.com. That's louisvilleanswers.com. That's a redirect to our YouTube channel. We start with Lee Harris over at Limestone. Dennis has an unusual problem. He wrote us in this email. He says, and Lee, this is amazing. My landlord died last week. His family told me I have 30 days and they are returning the house to the bank. Dennis says they have a lease and every receipt he's spent on the lease making payments for the last three years that he's lived there. The family also claims that he owes them back rent, which I guess is I'm glad he's got the the receipts. He's wondering, Dennis says, can they throw me out and then ask me to pay money at the same time? Lee? Uh, great question. Uh, if you have a lease, uh, then your lease, you know, obviously if it's, if it's month to month, then they could give you 30 days notice before the first of the month, which what, might be what they're trying to do because uh, the, the first of the month yeah. was recently. Yeah. However, uh, if it's not, if it's an actual lease that extends beyond uh, just a month-to-month lease, then that lease is good. It's it's valid. Uh, if they turn the property over to the bank, I would suggest contacting the bank person and saying, I have a lease on this property. And uh, even though ownership has changed hands, I have receipts for having paid my rent. I would like to stay. That could get a little more complicated if, you know, if they're talking about a foreclosure sale or something like that, if the landlord hasn't paid. But if you, if they take money from you past, uh, you know, and, and, and 
pass this letter that they have given you and you have a lease, then you have a right to stay according to the terms of your lease. And uh, probably if you get any pushback from the bank or from the heirs, I would suggest really contacting a real estate attorney and try to get someone to protect your rights because that sounds like a pretty complicated legal situation. We will give out Lee's number in just a little bit uh, that will hopefully uh, help you on that. We go over Randy Rocky, who's actually physically driving this Sunday morning already. He's on the road. He's a busy guy. So uh, Tony sent us an email asking, why are VA rates so low and conventional rates higher? That's a really good question, Tony. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, great question. And what is happening right now and happened in 2008 and is conventional loans are much higher than government. What, it, what the reason that's happening is is a simple fact that government-backed loans, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, yeah, they're kind of backed a little bit, but government-backed loans, when you have high rate scenarios like we have or some turmoil in the market, a lot of times government-backed loans are a lot less uh, expensive and they're less than conventional loans. And this, again, this happened back in 08 and 09, and it's it's repeating itself. So that that's exactly why that's happening. And certainly... The, the vets, uh, they deserve a break. Uh, no one's going to dispute that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely not. But, it, but you know, FHA is on that same path that, that, that VA is. Oh, FHA is a yeah. little bit higher. But, but yes, but yes, uh, VA rates right now, we're in MLS number 26362. We're 5.99 uh, 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 a 6.12 rate right now. We're conventional. We're about a point higher. Got it. We move back over to Lee Harris over at Limestone Title. Sullivan sent us an email with a serious problem, Lee. The house that Sullivan's selling is set to uh, close in nine days. The title company just called, and there are judgment liens on our house. Sullivan says, we did not know anything about this. And Sullivan is wondering, how can we get out of the contract to sell if we had no idea about these judgment liens, and they will be left with having no money at all after they sell their house. Thoughts? Uh, yes, I have some thoughts. Um, it's going to be difficult if the if the amount of the judgment liens and the amount of any other payoffs, such as the mortgage and whatever else is owed on the property, if there's still going to be some profit uh, to the seller, and they're not going to be underwater, quote so to speak, it's going to be difficult to just tell the buyer, "Well, sorry, we, you know." we're not going to sell because we're not going to make as much money as we thought. However, if there's a title issue because there's not enough money and, and the sellers wouldn't be able to come up with the money to make the title clear, in other words, to clear out all of the uh, liens that are due, uh, there is generally a provision in, in real estate contracts that say if the seller cannot clear the title, then they have a certain number of days to do so. If they don't, then they, you may owe the buyer some fees. For example, under the Louisville contract, it says that the seller who cannot clear up the title within 14 days has to pay the buyer's costs like home inspection, appraisal, that kind of thing. So you may be out money on that end. The only way to really get out of the contract, unless you're totally underwater is to ask for a release from the buyer, explain your situation and see if they're willing to uh, to release you. Um, and then, of course, to try to contact those lien holders and see if you can get those liens cleared up. Sometimes they will work with you um, to maybe knock off some fees or maybe knock off some some uh, interest if, if it's going to come down to that. And you pointed out one thing. I want to make sure we heard that correctly. So if the total of the liens will exceed what the 
the seller is going to net from the sale of the home, could that negate the sale itself since they're going to be upside down and don't have money to bring to closing? Yeah, if they wouldn't be able to clear title because anything that can't be paid off is going to be left on, you know, it won't be, that lien won't be cleared. And so the title wouldn't be clear. So uh, a lot of times what happens in those situations is the negotiation takes place now where let's say the lien says it's, uh, the, the payoff is $10,000. Well, the, 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 the debtor and the creditor get together and they say, okay, well, I'm selling my house and I could pay five or I could pay eight. And they negotiated an amount mm-hmm. that is doable so that the, the sale can go forward. Um, and also those liens do expire. So, you know, it is possible that maybe they're, they're old and, and if they either wait it out a little bit or uh, maybe they're already expired, that's something to look into as well. Got it. Well, this one's for me, actually. Marsha is writing us, th- uh, says, hey, I'm thinking about uh, getting a home warranty on the home I'm buying, but a friend says that they don't work. Is that true? And I would tell you, Marsha, I can't speak for all home warranties, but uh, the ones that we recommend when we sell a home and when we, our clients buy a home, we have a great working relationship. And what it comes down to, folks, if you have a home warranty, it's knowing the rep for the home warranty or your agent. And if there's a problem, then contacting your agent in this case, who would be able to call the representative for the home warranty company and say, hey, this is a problem. I'll give you an example of what this comes to, how this comes to play. So we had uh, a problem where one of the, the HVAC companies that works with this home warranty company wasn't calling back and getting out there in a timely method or manner. And so they, uh, clients contacted me. I said, okay, not a problem. Let me make a call, a call dark rep. And they just simply moved this, the HVAC company to another one who got out there immediately. So it's all about how it's not just having the home warranty company. It's working with an agent who has a re- relationship with the home warranty company that you can use to put some pressure on the home warranty company, use the agent to put some pressure. I hope that helps. It, ultimately, the key thing that you need to know is home warranty companies only exist if they get a good reputation. And if a real estate agent has problems with a home warranty company, they're going to get away from that home warranty company and use another one that has a good reputation. And so they don't want to have a bad reputation. So if I call my home warranty company and say, hey, we got a problem with a client, HVAC company not responding, they're going to jump on that because they want to make sure that we're happy. Otherwise, we're not going to be recommending that home warranty company. There's a whole bunch of home warranty companies out there. And by the way, on that note, folks, if by chance you uh, are looking or need information about a home warranty company, feel free to call me. I'll tell you, I can give you my in- insight into it and tell you what uh, what my thoughts are about the individual home warranty companies, as much as I can tell you, as I know. A reminder that if you are looking for um, a seller people to help you sell your home. We do that. That's what my job is. I sell homes every day. And we actually have reviews you could read. Go to louisvillezillow.com or louisvillegoogle.com to read our reviews. And for if you want to listen to our sellers talk, go to louisvillesellerstalk.com. That's louisvillesellerstalk.com. Coming up in just a couple of moments, we're going to talk about power outage emergency, how to survive when the power goes out. You know, it has become a serious problem here in the Louisville area, depending on where you live. If you've got above ground utilities, you know what I'm talking about. My neighborhood uh, power went out twice last month. So uh, thank goodness I got a generator, but not all of everybody does. 
Uh, we're going to come back and we'll talk about that with us. Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. You can get a great mortgage. He'll do a great deal. His folks are phenomenal. 6450736. Also, it's uh, our dear friend, Lee Harris. She's legal counsel, limestone title and escrow. And you can reach Lee on her cell phone, 6497964. And if you're thinking of selling, I'm the guy. I want to talk to you, help you, free, no obligation, come out, talk to you. We come up with a plan and they go from there. And uh, you can do it by phone or in person, 376-5483 or bobsellslouisville.com and just start filling out what uh, comes up there on your computer screen. We're back in a moment on News Radio 840 WHAS. This is Lee Harris, owner and attorney at Limestone Title and Escrow here in Louisville, Kentucky. We are an experienced team of processors and attorneys who will be happy to help you with your closing needs. We are known for our flexible closing times. We're open to nights and weekends, whatever suits you or your clients. We can help you provide a smooth and quick closing and help with difficult situations based upon our history of expertise and experience in closings. Call us anytime at 502-632-227. Want to buy a home but are afraid of interest rates being quoted? Swan Financial Home Loans can help you. Here's Randy Rocky. We know buyers want to purchase and we can help you with your interest rate. Swan has a 5-1 arm that can put your interest rate in the 5% range. Want another option? Visit 2-1 Buy Down where you have two points off the first year and one point off of the second year and then you go back to the normal interest rate. Certain restrictions may apply. Don't be afraid of today's interest rates. Swan Financial can help you. Call 645 Zero seven three six and MLS two six three six two dash two four seven three. Shopping for a home? The place to start is Remax Properties East. Experienced, caring, top-producing agents who service all of Louisville and surrounding areas. On your computer or on your smartphone, head to homesinlouisville.com and sign into one of the most advanced home search sites in the country. That's homesinlouisville.com. Residential or commercial real estate, let the award-winning agents at Remax Properties East help. Take the first step in your house hunting journey. Visit homesinlouisville.com or call 425-6000 today. In today's real estate market, you want someone you can trust in the driver's seat. In Louisville, that's Bob and Greg Sokola. Bob and son Greg have helped thousands of families just like yours turn challenges into solutions. They can give you a guaranteed sale of a custom marketing system to get your home sold on your timeline and for the most money, and they have an instant cash offer program. You deserve the best there is. Bob and Greg, go to WeSellLouisville.com. You'll be glad you did. News Radio 840 WHAS, Bob Sekolder, the Louisville Real Estate Show. We're here till the top of the hour. Thank you for joining us, folks. Continuing with us, Randy Rocky, Swan Financial. They can get you pre-approved to get your loan to buy your home. 6450736. Also here, Lee Harris, Legal Counsel, Limestone Title and Escrow. Does a great job getting you closed, and their cookies are pretty good, too, when you go to the closing table. You can reach Lee and Limestone, 649-7964. And I'm Bob Sekuller. You can reach me if you're thinking of selling now, this year, next year, or beyond. I'd love to come out, talk to you, come up with a plan on how to get you to where you want to go. We also have buyer agents to help you find your next home, and we are a really well-oiled team. You can reach me on my cell phone, 376 5483 or go to bobsellslouisville.com. 
we're having a lot of problems in many areas with power outages. It seems like every time we get a rainstorm, a heavy storm, uh, it power goes out. So we're going to go through this list of things to do in case of an emergency where your power goes out. First, you want to confirm the power is out. Check around the neighborhood because it may just be something as simple as a burned out fuse circuit breaker or light bulb call the utility company report the outage that's important unplug appliances because power surges when it comes back on could damage your sensitive or expensive appliances and electronics keep your fridge closed and the freezer closed because every time you open it you're losing the cold out of there that's going to make the food spoil faster find a light source so take advantage of any daylight or phone light you may have to locate flashlights candles and while the flashlight on your phone is great you want to conserve phone battery for emergency so it's not a good long-term solution also insulate cover windows doors and blankets when we're in both the winter and the summertime or tape some plastic over them plastic bags to try to keep drafts out choose a warming room this is an interesting thought one room is much easier to keep warm than multiple rooms, so choose a warming room. This is a room where you'll spend time until the power comes back on. The best room is the one that's small, has the fewest windows, and have everyone in your household bunker down in the room, including pets. And in fact, the body heat of everybody in there will help keep the room warm on its own. Bundle up, of course, blankets and hot water uh, if you have it available to cook on the stove if it's not electric. And then be safe. Whatever you do, do not use gas ovens, grills or heaters to warm the house. This can cause a buildup of noxious gases in your home that can be deadly. And think about having a tornado safe room. And we'll go into more on this next week when we talk about a power emergency part two on how to prepare yourself in the event of power goes out in our area. We go back over to Randy Rocky uh, over at Swan Financial. Sharon attempting to buy her first home sent us an email asking for help. Sharon says she applied for mortgage. The lender denied her application. She is wondering what should she do? What can she do in searching for a mortgage? Will all lenders deny her? Randy. All mortgage companies are not the same. So what she can do is uh, call another mortgage company. She can call Swan or someone else, and then they can get them on a roadmap to get them, uh, get her in a situation where she can buy a home. It might take six months to a year, but there might be a situation where she can buy now. Good. I think that's a good thing because uh, there are credit challenges, but you can help them uh, steer around those challenges, right? Yeah. That is correct. We have 50 different underwriters. We're different than a captive lender or a bank. And there's a lot, there are a lot of situations where we can close a loan when a bank or a captive lender, retail lender cannot. Got it. We move forward over to Lee Harris Limestone. Uh, this one comes from James. He says, Can my brother kick me out? kicked me out of the house. James says, goes on to tell us in this email, before my dad passed away, he made a trust and left everything to my brother, which wasn't his real son by blood, according to James, including the house, which still had a mortgage. He, James says, my dad and my brother told me that the house was only being left to him because he's older and it was easier, but he was supposed to take care of me, James, and make sure that I had a roof over my head. And now James goes on to say that his brother doesn't live in the house anymore with him. And James pays him rent, which covers about three quarters of the mortgage. And he's wondering, is it legal for the brother to kick him out? Lee, tough one. Oh, wow. Well, James, I'm sorry because you familial 
disputes are sometimes the worst ones. Yeah, they are. More so than arm's length disputes. But uh, not having read the trust, I'll just give you a general answer. If the trust really does leave the property to the brother and the brother is the trustee and you are not mentioned in there as far as being taken care of for life, being able to live in the house for life, whatever it might be, if there's no special provision that was just a verbal thing or just kind of an understanding, then he's probably going to be able to do what he wants as the trustee and also the beneficiary of that trust uh, with the property. I don't know if he wants to sell it or if he wants to rent it to someone else to pay the whole mortgage or what he's, what his plans are. But uh, yes, I think it would be wise to read through the trust, see if there is any provision in there that you could stand on. But um, you know, he's technically now the owner. And so, as you know, the owner can do a lot of things with their own property. Mm, It's a shame. Yeah. Sorry, but sorry about the answer, James, but that's it is what it is at this point. Moving back uh, to me on this one, Magda sent us an email about solar panels. Uh, he's asking if he adds the panels to his house, spends the money for them, will it help him sell the house in the years to come? I would tell you if you're gonna if you're gonna add the panels, enjoy them, enjoy being off the grid to some much uh, of uh, that level, but. Unfortunately, the technology is advancing and what we're going to see, if you follow Tesla and Elon Musk and his companies, which also do Mm -hmm. solar panels, the price of those panels are coming down and the technology is advancing. So there's no guarantee that if you put panels on your house today, that when you go to sell it, it's going to be a big advantage to you making money. It could be you, maybe you get your money back, maybe you don't. I think it's a toss up. It's a really cool idea, quite frankly, from myself, who I'm a tech nerd, as many of you know, um, and the thought of being off the grid and not paying LG&E or whoever you pay uh, your electricity bill uh, is really exciting. But you also got to make sure that your house faces the same or the right direction. So I would do the checking, find out what the cost is, the payout. And then here's the other thing, and I don't know this much about it, but if you finance it over a number of years... Uh, what happens if you sell? Does the new owner take over the financing or does that stay with you for life? And then you've sold a house, you no longer live in, but you're paying uh, somebody to for the solar panels that you put on your house. I would do my due diligence on checking into that. Randy, we're going back over to you. Peter writes in with this question. He's recently inherited some money and is thinking about paying off his mortgage. He wonders, can I be charged a penalty for paying off his mortgage early? Uh, no, uh, more than likely, especially if he's had it for more than uh, two years. And there's not many situations now where you have a prepaid penalty. So, no, I don't think he would um, uh, have any prepaid penalty if paying off the mortgage early. It's, it's a great question to ask because there was a time where there were a lot of prepaid um, penalties for for selling or closing your mortgage early. And so how long ago did that change, Randy, and why did it change? Uh, you know, before 2008. <laughs> oh, uh, we, we, there you we, go. Times a day. Uh, yes, there was uh, a lot of what, what they call non-QM loans, uh, non-qualified mortgages, and a lot of those uh, had prepaid penalties with them. Uh, and now you have more conventional and FHA, VA loans, and you don't have prepaid penalties in those situations. 
Got it. We go back over to Lee Harris, Limestone. By the way, uh, a quick reminder, if you're thinking of selling, we have a free no-obligation booklet. It has hundreds of tips. In fact, the email I send out has a variety of tips. It's some marketing as well, but it's free. It's no obligation. Send me an email, bob at com. Put selling tips in the subject line, and I'll send that out to you. And again, if you want to hear what our sellers are saying about us, we have videos. I just put up a couple of three of them just a couple of days ago. Go to Bob. Actually, you want to go to the email address, louisvillesellerstalk.com. That's the website address, louisvillesellerstalk.com. Okay. So, Lee, when... Um, when purchased a home three months ago, Billy uh, discovered that there were termites. Apparently, Billy had apparently had a termite inspection originally before she bought the home. I guess it's a she, Billy, and uh, told was told there were no termites. The disclosure also said no prior termites or previous treatments. And last month, she saw a lot of dead bugs around the house. She called a termite company and was told she had active termites. So now Billy is wondering if she can sue or should sue the previous homeowner or the termite company for not disclosing that there were termites, termites when they did the inspection just before she purchased the house. Lee? Great question, Billy. So uh, the issue with, let's start with the seller. A seller in Kentucky is supposed to disclose any latent defects that they know of. A latent defect is something that's not necessarily seen by the naked eye, but a seller might know of, such as termites that they have previously had treated or previously seen in their property. Um, So if they knew about it and they didn't disclose it, then they certainly could have uh, legal damages, liability for that. Also, the termite company. Yes, great question. Uh, if you hired someone to do a termite inspection and there were, in fact, uh, active or past termites there and active or past damage, then that's what you hired them to do is to find that for you so you could negotiate either to have that repaired or to have treatment done. And if they missed it, then they certainly could have liability as well. For the termite issue, I would pull out the report. There is generally a section there that tells you how you are to try to resolve disputes with them. Uh, It may say that there's a deadline. uh, It may say that there's a minimal amount that they owe. That's not necessarily true. So you could try to contact them and have them come back out and show them what you found. And if, in fact, they missed it, then uh, hopefully they'll make good on that. Okay. A reminder, I know we give a lot of information out on this show. You can go to LouisvilleAnswers.com. If you want to see a rebroadcast of this, LouisvilleAnswers.com. Back over to you, Mr. Rocky at Swan Financial. Randy, Tony is in a dispute with her mortgage company. She writes in this email, I sent the check on time. The mortgage company cashed it before my mortgage payment deadline. Yet they say it was late and now we're in dispute over it. Meanwhile, she's wondering, can her mortgage servicer report negative information about her to the credit reporting companies while this dispute is going on? Randy Rocky. No, I I would think that they should not do that. And she can go to the Kentucky Department of Financial Institutions. That's the situation where uh, she had this situation happen and, and report this. And if she has evidence where they cast a check, then Lee, you can step in on this as well. I think that that that, that could be a big no-no if they yeah. put that against her credit. Yes. And also, if you do see something under, check your credit report often. That's good advice for everyone. But also, if you yeah. do see something, yes. immediately go to the dispute on there and make a dispute and state what your dispute is. And it should help to get it resolved and investigated and also keep your credit score with, you know, uh, pristine 
but yes, if she, if they have in fact cashed her check then, and then they were to do false debt reporting, there is a law that protects consumers against that. And again, where does she go? Because I kind of missed that on where did she, who does she contact? Kentucky Department of Financial Institutions, Lee, would you suggest that? That would be yes. a start. Yeah. Yes. And I actually know their number by heart. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Give it to us. 502-573-3390. I called it many times over the years. 502-573-3390. Oh, because you've called it. Okay. I was wondering how you have that information. <laughs> yeah. I, there's some numbers. The that's unbelievable. Yeah, there you go. She's memorizing. <laughs> Folks, we're just about out of time. A reminder, next week, a part two of our power outage emergency, how to survive a power outage. Hopefully, you won't need it. But if you do, at least we've had some information that we'll give out to you. That's on next week's show. My thanks to Randy Rocky over at Swan Financial. You can reach Randy to get your loan together and get to the closing table. Randy's direct number is 6450736. And if you're thinking about where you're going to close the loan, you can choose the closing attorney that you want. I highly recommend Lee Harris uh, Legal Counsel over at Limestone Title and Escrow, and they do have great cookies. And you can uh, reach Lee and the folks over at uh, Limestone at 649-7964. That is Lee's cell, 649-7964. And if you're thinking of selling, either it's this year, next year, or beyond, you're wondering, I wonder what the process is. Well, that's what I'm here for, to help you come through this plan that will help you arrange, prepare, and then execute on getting your home sold. And it's free, no obligation. I give up my time freely. I think it's a great thing for you to know what you need to do to get sold. You can reach me anytime, day or night, even after the show. 376-5483 is my direct cell phone number. That's 376-5483. If you're thinking of buying, we also have a team of buyer agents that will help as well. And you can also go to bobsellslouisville.com, all one word, then just start filling in the information and you'll get also automated every month an update on the pricing for your home. This is a feature I haven't really talked about, but I need to now. So you fill this out, go to bobsellslouisville.com and automatically every month you'll start getting updates on what the home values are. They're computerized, but it's a start and then I can help you more with more information on getting it zeroed in on the price. We're out of time. We'll see you next Sunday on News Radio 840 WHAS.